Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now I'm recording. Okay, great. Why are you laughing? This is excellent. Look at how great we are. Three, two, one, and, and we're recording. Rolling. No, we're. I'm. I'm. All, I'm laughing because we're instead of being like old people that talk about their physical ailments all the time, we're the middle-aged people that talk about their technological problems every time we right. start God, this Imagine when we're old and physically broken and also can't operate any of the new technology. <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's, just us in the old home. Analog style, writing things down on paper. Be like, look at those old folks using paper and pen. Yeah, how archaic! Right, right. Yeah, and I don't know if you if you have like pre show anxiety. Like, I still get anxiety, and I always have to like like sometimes I have to always pee, even though I don't have to pee. I'll go pee, but then my nose always runs like two minutes before I log in, and I'm like, oh, I just did my makeup. Yeah, I get drippy nose, and then I'm like, oh, I just messed up my lipstick or my you know concealer well, you or whatever look fabulous i wouldn't know that you you're leaking like a sieve and uh <laughs> oh no and, it stops and that you have to pee you look you look yeah i'm just great. leaking out of all orifices yeah. um, wow that was wait. that yeah i'm so glad you said that i'm so glad that that was you that was great hey. yep yeah hey every now and then i'll just uh every now I'll and throw then. you a zinger <laughs> I appreciate it. I really do. Um, no, you look fabulous. I look blue. I you, mean, you, you it's, are. You, you're a little Smurf-like. Um, I know, but it's, today, if I it's open this, when, I know it's there's no natural nuts. lighting because it's so overcast. Well, there outside. is some natural light, but then when I open the thing, then it looks like um, like I'm standing in front of a train. You know, it's just like <laughs> Jody and headlights. Yeah, right? just, yeah, exactly. We don't need that either. Um, no, I can't concentrate no. when it's that bright. No, no, <sighs> that's all right. It's it doesn't matter how we look. That's all right. It I mean, I can't matter. really concentrate regardless. <laughs> it so. doesn't matter how you look. Yeah, you can't it concentrate. 
That's right. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Yeah. We are. We're finishing this two-parter here today. Oh, my God. This, I, our, our first two-parter. first two-parter. Uh, it, it was, I had no idea what was going to happen other than the fact that I know Jesse comes back because otherwise the show can't go on. Right. But um, yeah. But I, I was like, I don't remember any of this. I didn't, I remember the one where like Jesse uh, basically like went to do the motorcycle stunt, which I feel like might be coming up next oh. season. Oh, I don't remember. Or maybe later on the season, but where okay. he goes to do the motorcycle stunt. And is like, I'm gonna jump off of the thing, or what? Just oh. to prove himself. Oh, and he right breaks yeah, yeah, his yeah. arms. Yes. Right. I thought that was what was coming next. Oh. And then I was like, Oh no. Okay. So yeah. No, it's they kind of build it up. They build it up, and the payoff is like, Well, of course, of course, he's gonna come back home. I mean, here we go. Right. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't right, seen for anyone this episode. Who, who is wondering? Jesse comes home. Yeah. Um, and that's all the time we have for today, and folks. We're done. Thanks so much, you guys. That was part two. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Well, sh- shall Let's, we? Shall we officially start part two? Because I know everyone else is just dying to know what happens. Yeah, they're waiting with bated breath. So let's right. get into it. It's only been thirty six years since they found out. So <laughs> right. Figure out again. <laughs> Welcome back to How Rude Tanneritos. I am Andrea Barber, and I'm Jody Sweeten. And today we are discussing season one, episode twenty, seven month itch, part two. A seven-month itch sounds really uncomfortable. It does. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it sounds like something you'd need a cream for. He, yeah, he needs okay. some, some Greek yeah. cream or something for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just slather yourself in yogurt if yeah. you have a seven-month itch. <laughs> so this episode originally aired on March 18th, 1988, and it goes a little something like this. In the second part of our first To Be Continued... Jesse wants to get away from the family, so a fearful Stephanie and DJ call and tell him Michelle is really sick, so he'll rush home. It was directed by Russ Petronto. Okay, wait. What? That's different from part one, though, right? The director? No, it was Lee Shallot who directed the first part. I, I know that's what I'm saying. It's different. Yeah. Part two is directed by somebody else. That's how. Yeah. What, a, what a strange. I mean, it's sitcom. I guess it doesn't really matter, but like, it just feels weird to change. Change directors mid ship or mid stream or whatever. Yeah, and it is awkward. It is weird because she directed the previous two, the just one of the guys, right, and Seven Month Itch Part One. So yeah, she should have directed this one too. But well, maybe this one was after we came back from hiatus or something. Yeah, she was. Lee was unavailable because she's yes, very Mr. Russ Petranto was there. Yep, he was there. Um, and then uh, the writing credit is a little different. We have a story by Rob Edwards and Russell Marcus. And the teleplay is by Kim Weisikoff and Lenny Rips. So for people who don't know, story by means that that person or these people in this case came up with the idea and wrote right. like, the treatment for the script. Right. And then teleplay by means they took that the story actual- and actually wrote the dialogue for the script. Got so Okay. They're being very specific now and who gets yeah. what credit. You know, it, yeah. it, it matters. All of a sudden, 88, March of 88 came and it was like, nope, we need specificity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We want credit, dang it. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have two guest stars this week. Uh, returning is Chelsea Noble as girlfriend Samantha, as we talked about last week. She's known for growing pains and being Kirk Cameron's wife. I don't know if we talked about last week that she's, that she's John Stamos's Ex-girlfriend, or maybe she was we his did, current we did, girlfriend. We, we did. So 
I'm I I'm fascinated by the timeline breakdown of this. Okay? Oh, okay, let's talk because they dated until March of '88. From like it was brief, oh. only a few months. They dated from like December of '87 to like March of '88, okay. according to um, our notes yesterday. Okay, um, this aired March, March of '88. Oh, so they were together and, during these and when they filmed these two. She episodes. met. Kirk when he was coming to the set of Full House. So I'm like, wait. Yeah, yeah. What was the, what happened? Yeah, what, what happened? Did, did she see Kirk from across a, a crowded stage and she was like, I want him instead of John right? Stamos? What, like, was it the week that like Kirk was on and, and Chelsea was there visiting and then like what, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. what, what came I don't first? Want, I'm not going to start any rumors. I don't yeah, want to start any rumors. Okay, okay. But it's just, I, I, I was like, wait a minute. These aired in March and they dated uh-huh. so it was just an interesting, uh, an interesting yeah timeline. That's I, all. I, I've never done a deep dive into the timelines. Like I vaguely knew that John I dated just saw Chelsea, it, I but I was like, it, oh yeah, I just noticed it yesterday. And then when reading about like you know how, like them talking about how they met Ch- uh, Chelsea and Kirk, and she said you know she saw him when he was coming to visit. I was like, wait a minute. Mm. So anyway, that's just fascinating. Fascinating. Okay, this back is- to part two and what. Happens now. Yes. Well, we can't forget our second guest star, Gary oh. Griffin. Gary Griffin, the one of the rippers. We love Gary. Yep. He's in. He's in so many love episodes. Love Gary. He's credited with ten episodes of Full House, but I'm sure he's yeah. in way more than that because right? he's Gary. He's always around. He's so he's, he's the, always yeah. Gary Griffin was always there. Very talented musician. Um, and uh, I got to work with him on recording stuff when we did Fuller House. Oh, which was really fun. Oh, yeah. He's uh, the redheaded ripper. Yep. Um, and he, he tried to convince me that, I think I've said this before, that he, he believes he is Uncle Gary Gibbler. He thinks he's a Gibbler. Right, right. He's a Gibbler. So, Could all be. right, I'll go with it. He's Uncle never Gary know. Gibbler, the redheaded ripper. Say that five <laughs> times fast. Wow. <laughs> I was red leather, yellow leather. Oh, he was, okay. So just to very, very briefly recap uh, last week's episode, Jesse has left a note to tell the family that he needs to escape for a while, and he's not sure when or if he'll even be back. Got it. Everyone's upset. Okay, so we pick up from where we left off in Jesse's bedroom. DJ and Stephanie ask Danny and Joey where Uncle Jesse is, and Danny asks the girls for privacy so he can talk to Joey alone for a moment. So the girls leave, and Danny tells Joey that this is a very delicate situation, so Danny better be the one to handle it. Joey asks, well, then what do you want me to do? Danny says, play dumb, which (laughs) Joey does. (laughs) That's what he does best. Right, right, yeah. So Danny opens the door and he finds the girls are still standing there. Stephanie asks, did Uncle Jesse go somewhere? Danny tells them that Jesse went on a little vacation. The girls ask where. And Danny doesn't know what to say, so he just passes this question to Joey. Joey makes up a story that Jesse went on a vacation to the desert. Why the desert? Because he loves hot sand and the burning sun. He loves to sweat. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I I would believe that if I was, you know, six and 11 years old. Uh, So a little later, a little later, we are in the kitchen and Joey is making strawberry yogurt banana pancakes, just like Uncle Jesse makes. Ooh. Strawberry yogurt banana pancakes. Wow. That's a lot of flavor profiles in one I feel like I didn't see a hint of the yogurt in these. They look pretty plain to me, you know? Yeah, well, but what do I know? What do I know about pancake making? I'm just saying. Right, well, it ends up being an epic fail, and because Stephanie's pancakes are soupy, DJ's pancakes are rock hard, 
And even Michelle makes a sour face when she tries a pancake. <laughs> that was the best face, too, by the way. She's like, yeah. I wonder not what they good. put on that pancake to kind of get her to make Nothing. Do you face. not remember how those things tasted? They're cold. <laughs> First of all, like the cold fried chicken. Oh, yeah. They're cold. Like, they are Frisbees. They're, they're, <laughs> they make them very, like, thick and dense uh-huh. so that they look fluffy. But they're, like, hard and they taste, you know, like there's nothing in them. There's no syrup. There's yeah. no anything. So they, I just remember the taste of like, it was just kind of like burnt pancake dough. You know? <laughs> like, so yeah, I get why she made the face. Because okay. it's not, yeah. It's not, not exactly they were not edible. strawberry banana yogurt pancakes. No. I'll tell you that much. They were yeah. hockey pucks. That's what they yes, were. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so the phone rings and Joey answers it. Gladstone's International House of Flapjacks. It's Jesse on the phone. Everybody jumps up. They're clamoring for the phone. Jesse says that he's skiing in Tahoe and hanging out with his buddies. He doesn't know when he'll be back, so he wants to give them the phone number of the cabin. Stephanie takes the phone and asks Jesse if she can sleep in his room, which used to be her room, while he's gone. And he says yes. All right. Steph is excited. She's like, great, I got my own room back. She gets her pink bunnies back. I know, I'm kind of excited for Steph. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day-to-day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, (laughs) or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. So then we see some stock footage of a generic cabin in snow. By the way, that... It was because then you cut it's, to the inside and you're like, what? How do all these people get there? There's no, there's, there's no that's road. Like, it's like a fishing cabin that they show like out in the middle of it. There's no road. There's no, no driveway. No humanity. No motorcycle. <laughs> how Jesse get there? How, how do all these people get there? So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I was like, they are not at that cabin. 
like no no yeah. but you know it's whatever was probably okay. av- available and that, that and cardigan <laughs> i was so out of character for john oh, that was john like, was what? wearing <laughs> yes it's it's not his leather it was vest so opera sure. ski you Ooh. know what i mean but like uh but it was it, i was like what is he what jesse's gone from leather vests to hand knit cardigans yeah to like an ll bean catalog it was a very it was jarring <laughs> it's jarring startling i agree <laughs> yeah so we're we're now inside the cabin in tahoe jesse's playing the guitar he's singing love machine which he sang a lot in the previous episode as well part one oh, so yeah. Jess, jesse's with some uh some rippers some mullets his girlfriend samantha and some other lots random of mullets hoes. yeah lots like, of rippers lots of, a few random hoes <laughs> yeah they're just all yeah who just are these ran- people? yeah just random just, hoes and mullets, just you know? Random. It, it's, uh, what's that um, Lonely Island thing? Boats and hoes? Um, <laughs> ca- cabins and, they're and dressed. cuties? They are dressed um, to the nines. Oh, to the, they to the 80s. Are. They they're look fabulous. The <laughs> they are like, it's like an, like an Aspen, you know, post-ski resort here. It is, is great. Yes. Uh, They've got yeah, like they're wearing really, sunglasses inside. They've that got those guy, I was like, who sweaters. is that? I couldn't yeah. tell who it was. Too. I couldn't tell who um, it was either. But the glasses, because I think he wore them last time too. That I saw that particular oh, ripper. Oh, okay. Also inside. Uh-huh. Um, I was it's, like, all right, you do that, bro. They they want you to know that they are cool. They have mullets. They have hand knit sweaters, and they are cool, man. That's yep. So um, Gary, good old Uncle Gary. Uncle uh, Gary Gibbler. He wants to make a toast to the return of Jesse. And Jesse adds to his escape from romper room. Womp womp. Oh, Jesse. Uh, Jesse announces that once he gets back to San Francisco, he's going to get his own place and start living life the way he was born to live. He's already lived that life, though. I know. He, he tries For 24 new. years, he's been living that life. Like, you know, it's been... Right. What seven months he's been? Yeah, seven I mean, he's months. He's still obviously outrunning the death of the the grief from the death of his sister. Very apparent. Sh- sure. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> he's he's gr- it's he's buried grieved so her. far. He's not dealing with it. No, in twenty ever. episodes, he's grieved her exactly once. Like I think he mostly just forgets. Yeah, maybe they weren't him. that close. I mean, again, she looks nothing like. Maybe she was, you know, a later addition or an earlier addition. Yeah. And they weren't that close. Maybe they didn't like each other. Yeah. Maybe that's an extra layer of resentment for Uncle Jesse. He's like, I didn't even like her. She was no, the she was I hated her as a sister. Now I gotta come raise her kids because she's yeah. dead. No yeah. wonder he's bitter. That you know what yeah. that makes Yeah, you know what? See that changes everything. Add a little add a little bit of a backstory there and all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This this uh, I'm a, this this episode is just coming into yeah. full clarity now. Yeah. I get it. Anyway, back to uh, the Rippers and Cardigans. Back to the Rippers and the Cardigans. Uh so it's time to hit the slopes. Jesse puts on ski pants, ski boots, which he doesn't even buckle, a scarf, a jacket, gloves, a knit cap, ski goggles, and a fanny pack, and skis and poles. Like, he's just put piling everything within reach onto his body, and it is a hysterical right. physical comedy I mean, it bit. Is, John, John is so it is, funny. does a great physical comedy bit, and it is very much like actually going skiing or snowboarding. By the time you yeah. get all the stuff and get to the thing, you're like, oh, God, I'm tired. Right, yeah. that that yeah. is the sport is getting ready yeah, yeah. to go skiing. It's not the yeah. actual skiing itself. <laughs> what if John's ever actually been skiing? We'll have to ask him. Uh, yeah, we'll have to ask. I, him. So He's I don't not know. Very I don't athletic. peg John for. Yeah, I know. I don't peg John for a skier. I don't either. No, the, being in the outdoors, being in the cold, cold. Being ooh, yeah, physical, cold. Yeah, no, no, falling no. down. Not no. That's not him. I, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna go with he's not a skier. 
So Jesse, he now, like you said, he announces he's too tired to ski. So will someone please break his leg and put him in front of the fire? Which, <laughs> again, very just cut to the chase. You know, it's basically how leg. it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back in DJ's room, Danny is attempting to teach DJ more guitar lessons. He starts strumming and singing a hokey folk song called Froggy Went a Courtin. He's just, Bob I, is such a nerd <laughs> singing I, this he song. He is such a nerd, but like he used to, he used to make up songs to that same tune. Really? Oh. Yeah. I just remember, like I know that tune and I, and for some reason I wrote down like I, just hearing him play guitar and like sing, I just went, I miss Aww. hearing Bob play guitar. Because he would, like he would, he would just play yeah. guitar. He was actually a really good guitar player and singer. He's very good. He, uh, but it was never the correct lyrics. It was oh. always like the Mad Libs of inappropriate <laughs> song lyrics that he had actually made up to whatever tune. Yeah. And he always like talks really fast or sings really fast. So you have to like pay attention to whatever right. off color thing he's saying. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob. Um, so Danny just keeps getting louder and louder until DJ finally just yells at him to stop. It was, I, I was very reminiscent of ever trying to teach your children something. Yes. We're like, I'm not arguing. Yes, you are. Well, you're arguing. Yeah. Well, you're arguing with me. This, and you're just like, this sucks. I don't, They're, it's. They, they argue, they spend a lot of time arguing about arguing. And arguing. it's like, this I, is, this is just a waste I'm, of time, people. Yes. People. So D, uh, DJ finally gives up and says, this would be way more fun if Uncle Jesse were here. And Danny says, oh, that's what this is about, isn't it? DJ points out that all of Uncle Jesse's clothes are gone. Is Uncle Jesse moving out? Where? Where did he put them? I don't know. What car he, is he driving? He, he, well, he, he took says his motorcycle. Later, he, he took his motorcycle. Yeah. He so couldn't. Where, yeah, he, where did you pack up stuff? Where did he pack up all the clothes? Because he rode his motorcycle and then there's an, uh, the, to the roadless cabin where there's no, no streets. Yeah. No signs. And he had a cardigan that he picked up from yeah. somewhere and ski gear. No. I don't know. Good question. Good question. Well, so Danny takes a big sigh and he decides to tell her the truth that yes, Uncle Jesse is thinking about moving out. DJ hates this. After her mom died, she never thought she would like living in this house again. But then things got better after Uncle Jesse and Joey moved in. She doesn't want everything to change again. Mm. This was actually a really sweet scene. And like it was like when they have the moment and He's like, you want the truth? And she's just like, yeah. Like, it was yep. such a, that was just such a tender moment with them. Like, you know, and you're like, oh man, this kid's just like, not again. Like, yeah. No, know, it's, really, I'm glad yeah. he was honest with her. Unlike the, the first scene where he was just making up stuff and trying to right. lead the girls astray with this desert vacation thing. Um, yeah. I'm glad he was honest with her. It was the right yeah. move. Yeah. She yeah. deserved to know, even though it's not good news. She deserved right. to know the truth. Right. I agree. Um, so we cut to Jesse's room where Michelle is helping Stephanie move, move, move back in. <laughs> yeah. I've wasted no time. Right. <laughs> Stephanie says, boy, does this room bring back memories <laughs> like in your, all of your six years oh, of life. So much. Room. So many things. <laughs> uh, DJ walks in with more stuffed animals and Stephanie remarks that it's kind of nice that they will each have their own room for a couple of days. DJ slips up and says, well, it might be more than a couple of days. Steph realizes that something is wrong and she wants to know what it is. And you're mm. so serious here. You're like, so like you, I feel like Stephanie knows that something's wrong and no one's telling her what it is. Like you just, right. you, you handled yeah. that emotional Thank you. beat very well. 
Yeah. I was like, what is going on? So DJ tells her the truth that Uncle Jesse is thinking of moving out. Stephanie decides that they need to do something about this. Because what if Uncle Jesse never comes back? You know, I hate Uncle Jesse for doing this to the girls. This is so... <sighs> Uncle Jesse. You don't, you don't just leave the, three right? young Not girls. Not after everything that they've gone through. Yeah. Yeah. No, this Making was a, it all about himself. So we have a sad commercial break. Oh. We come back and the girls have hatched their plan on mm-hmm. how to get Jesse back. They're going to call Jesse and convince him that Michelle is very sick. So he'll come rushing back. So DJ calls the, the Tahoe cabin and Gary, the redheaded mullet ripper, tells her that <laughs> Jesse is still out skiing. Well, now, he, can is, you imagine getting phones, sir? I didn't see a phone. A telephone oh, pole out there. There's no telephone pole. <laughs> there were no cell phones. Yeah. Right? I don't know how that phone call went through. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Way up there in the mountains. Another question is why Why isn't everyone skiing? I feel like everyone is in the cabin Well, everyone cocoa. but but Jesse, but Jesse. And, and Sammy. Right. Because don't they both come in? They both come in. Yeah. So why? Well, what, the, nobody the, else wanted to ski? They were busy with their mullets. Um, <laughs> they give each other maybe they skied, but but Jesse's so terrible at it that oh. he took three times as long to come down the mountain. So they've like come okay. home, changed. Oh, okay. Had their they've had you know, showers, playing more music. <laughs> right. They've gone through you know an entire album's worth of songs, <laughs> and now Jesse's coming back. Right. Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Stephanie gets on the phone and tells Gary that Michelle is coughing really bad, and then they all try to fake cough. <laughs> And try to convince Michelle to do this fake cough, and she's, and she's so like, cute. She just sticks out her tongue, like when the de- when the dentist is, or the doctor is like, you know, stick your tongue out. Ah, that's exactly what she does. It's so funny. Um, so DJ makes Gary promise to tell Jesse that Michelle is very sick, and Jesse's the only one who can give her her cough medicine. Okay, so they've set this plan in motion. Okay. Back at the ski cabin, everyone is uh, still sitting around singing when Samantha comes back. She opens the Can you the imagine door. being on that trip and just like, guys, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. I'm tired. Can we they, stop singing they for never a while? Stop sing- no, they never, they never stop, stop singing. No, they never stop singing. It's just constantly singing. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm trying to read a book here by the fire, guys. Can yeah. you please just keep it? Can you take the doo-wop outside on the, to the <laughs> patio there? Thanks. Anyway. There's no sleeping in this cabin. No, no sleeping. Um, so Samantha opens the front door and reveals a windblown Jesse covered in snow. <laughs> and Jesse says, God, this sport is really a pain in the butt. <laughs> that is John Stamos. That is, that yes, that is, is exactly how I would expect him to react to skiing. So Gary hands Jesse a guitar and they all start singing. The boys are back in town. <laughs> so, so much singing. singing, so much singing. Um, and as they sing, the camera pushes in on a close up of Jesse's face because otherwise you wouldn't know he's having an emotion. Yeah, he's having an emotion. Right, he's having an <laughs> that emotion. That was our cue that the emotions right, right. are bubbling. And we're going to go inside his head. That's yes. why we're pushing in. We're right? pushing in yeah. and we dissolve to a flashback montage. Music of, montage. Music bo- montage of all montage. of Jesse's best yeah. moments with Michelle. Yeah. Um, set to the recording of Baby Love. This is a great montage. We see- It really Je- is. Jesse's rocking- I was impressed that they used the Supremes. Yeah, yeah. Like, How did they get clearance cheap. for that? That must have been very expensive. Right? So we see Jesse rocking Michelle in the rocking chair, trying Aww. to change her diaper in the pilot episode, <laughs> feeding Michelle, Michelle popping a wheelie on her trike, and several other Jesse-Michelle scenes that we haven't even seen yet because they occur in future episodes. 
Do they, or was it just part of the montage stuff that, like that got? Uh, oh, maybe I think it's they just, just they just shot some? extra footage oh. for the yeah because they wouldn't have future episodes already. Yeah, that's right. There's only one episode. There's yeah, one or two like, episodes left. Yeah, you're right. Well, but not only that, it's that I mean, you wouldn't have the footage ahead of time too, because yeah. usually, but yeah, it's I think they just shot so extra. They just shot some extra footage, footage of him mm-hmm. reading to her on the stairwell. Yeah. Oh, okay, it's very, yeah, yeah, very cute. Very you can cute. See this bond. Totally yes. see this genuine relationship between the two of them. Uh, we dissolve back into the present moment, and Jesse suddenly halts the sing along. He has to call home. He calls home, and the line is busy, so he decides he has to rush back to her. Michelle needs me, he tells the group, and he takes off. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey there, parents and teachers. Are you tired of feeling like every day is a battle of wills with your kids? Let me tell you about something that changed the game. Love and Logic. Love and Logic isn't just another parenting or teaching strategy. It's a mindset shift that empowers you to raise responsible, respectful kids while keeping your sanity intact. With Love and Logic, you'll learn practical techniques to set limits with empathy, give your kids the tools they need to make smart choices, and build relationships based on mutual respect and understanding. Love and Logic stands behind their methods with a one-year money-back guarantee. Try it out risk-free. If it doesn't change your life, we'll buy it back. Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give love and logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love and logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Okay, so back in the living room, Danny and Joey are playing basketball with this hoop hanging over the alcove. Has that always been there? Am I just noticing that? For- I feel like no. We've I think we've mentioned it before that we there was a basketball. It before. Maybe okay. I think when Joey just- was living in the alcove, it was there. Maybe uh, I don't know. Maybe, so I this is know. just the, you know the how things randomly they're- come and go for right. you know like for a scene or two. Yeah, so. and then they're gone, and then they're back. Right. Okay, so right. it's there. They're playing. They're playing basketball. 
Right. Uh, and we, not basketball outside in the backyard because that's where the cabin is. <laughs> right. Exactly. They didn't <laughs> on could, set anyway. Couldn't use on the, the backyard set that the, week. Yeah, yeah. The the backyard set we couldn't use to play basketball in because there was a, a cabin in Reno or Tahoe or whatever. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so Jesse rushes in asking, where's Michelle? Do I need to give her her cough medicine? Danny and Joey are confused. What is he talking about? Michelle is fine. Jesse is initially relieved that Michelle's okay, but now, then he's ticked. He's like, what? I drove four hours on my motorcycle in the freezing cold behind a cattle truck and she's not even sick? How did you drive for four hours on a motorcycle? With, where's your stuff? There's you, no he luggage. Came in with, like, he came in with a saddlebag, like a motorcycle <laughs> saddlebag, okay? Right. Unless he is Mary Poppins <laughs> and can pull skis and cardigans and like drop you know what that's maybe what it is oh it's a maybe jesse's motorcycle the little saddlebags on it are magical and he can pull out of an inflatable flamingo and a jukebox and things out of those saddlebags and that's how he travels that's the only thing that makes sense here is to have mary mary poppins saddlebags yeah yeah yeah. okay okay glad we figured that out glad we so glad we figured that out So the men figure out that, oh, it was the girls who called and set this plan into motion. Danny says, Jesse, you know, you really shook them up when you left. Jesse is not apologetic. It was something he had to do. He starts to- I I know. Oh. oh, Bro. 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 You've been here seven months. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, I get, I get you going from the freewheeling and the thing and it's the adjustment, but it just, it just feels very- it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. I absolutely agree. And it, it just gets worse from here, too. Um, he starts to <laughs> If I were Danny, I would have been like, shut up. I was just My wife him. is yeah. dead. Your sister's dead. Do you remember? <laughs> no. You're sad you're not getting to go skiing, but like, no, come he's on. Not con- the he's, reality of the situation. He is more concerned about getting laid than he is about his dead sister or his nieces, for that matter. Like, it is so self-absorbed. Yeah. I do not like this, this version of Jesse. I'm, I'm just going to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Jesse starts to storm out the door, and Jesse, uh, no, Danny and Joey stop him, and they're like, hey, talk to us. Just, can we help you? Yeah. Jesse says all his life, he's done whatever he's wanted, whenever he's wanted, with whomever he wanted. He's never had to answer to anyone, and he's had no one to worry about except himself. Well, it's time to grow up then, sir. Like, this is like narcissism 101, <laughs> this right? This is great. <laughs> like i i don't feel bad for you i don't feel bad <laughs> at all <laughs> and he says i'm sorry guys i don't think this is where i want to be i'm getting that vibe <laughs> thank god for joey the unlikely voice of reason he says okay look maybe when you moved in you lost something but look at how much you've gained thank you joey yes there let's we go. focus on the positives and the family that he's created here yeah uh, Danny tells Jesse, before you moved into this house, the girls were just your nieces. You'd stop by four times a year to give them birthday and Christmas presents. Do you have any idea how important you are to those three little girls? Yes, Danny. Yes. There you we tell go. him. Yeah. Lay it out. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, Jesse needs a lesson in yes. how to think about people other than himself. Yes. So finally, this stops Jesse for a moment. He's absorbing this. He takes a long beat. And then a smile slowly creeps onto his face, and he says, they do love me, don't they? Well, <laughs> well, fellas, can you blame them? 
I wanted to punch him in the face because I was like, stop it. Okay. So this was the height of my aggravation. I I was like raging. I was like, like, dude, you've lost me here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I I get it. They're trying to have a character arc. But it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is, it was probably, it was written by non-family dudes maybe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that was that like they were like if this happened to me this is how yeah, i would feel yeah. you know what i mean they're leaning into jesse the bachelor that right character right. part but it gets it's it's coming off just too selfish right. and too self-absorbed here well and i think too you know it's interesting watching the episodes like closer together the way we do now and as opposed to like week after week like sometimes mm-hmm. you'll watch like two episodes like part one and part two in a yeah. row and you're like Ugh. Like the somehow the behavior mm-hmm. is a little more compacted, and you're like, it's too much. Oh, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we needed the you know, seven days a, to right, right, right. To I needed recover. A, a week in between. Yeah. Yes. And then I could be dealt another blow of Jesse's uh, self-centeredness. Okay. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, but then Jesse thinks about it, and he finally admits this profound thought. I think I'm realizing that being part of this family is filling an empty an empty space in my heart that I didn't even know was there. And then there's a long, satisfying, emotional beat. It was kind of a quick turn, kind of a little too fast for me. This turn, no, they should have fl- flushed yeah, it out a little bit that. more. It's, but it, it's, it was still a very nice moment, though. Yes. Give them that. Nothing like a whiplash sitcom emotional <laughs> moment when you're like, everything's terrible. You know what? You're right. Yeah. And, and you're like, and whoa. You, I've, like, cue the violins. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got three minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Joey and Danny tell him to just take time for himself whenever he needs to. They will do whatever they can to make this work. So then uh, Jesse walks into his bedroom, which is dark. He throws his jacket onto his bed, not realizing that Stephanie is asleep in his bed. <laughs> Jesse turns on the light and Stephanie pops up to give him a huge hug. DJ runs in and also gives him a massive hug. The girls are so happy that he's home. DJ asks if he's here to stay. Jesse says he's not going anywhere. He says, I'm always going to be your uncle, and I'm always going to be there when you two need me, and I'm always going to love you two knuckleheads very, very much. I know. They all hug and pinky swear. It is very sweet. It's so cute. It's cute. It does feel like the end of the episode, too, but there's one more scene. Yep. (laughs) We got one more. In Michelle's bedroom, a few minutes later, Jesse walks Where the lights in. are off. The, finally. <laughs> oh, finally. Well, there's a lamp on in the background. The, the, the oh. light, it's a nightlight. Okay, it's a nightlight. finally, the kid is asleep and the lights are off and someone goes in to wake her up. Yes. Well, but except <laughs> well, she's, she's already awake, though. That's she's true. already awake. This is so creepy. He walks into the dark nursery and Michelle's she's just, just standing, standing there, wide well, awake. Yeah, like she's remember like when your kids used him. to do that? <laughs> like you'd walk in and they'd be standing there in the dark. And you're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Stop like how that. long have yeah. you been up like this right. and what staring at the door? Just like at the side of the crib. Yeah, I get that. It's true. It's true. It was a little jarring, but it's very true to life. So Jesse gives her a stuffed bear. The violin music starts. the damn bear? I'm sorry. I, mean, I know I keep hanging up on I this think he, stupid I think logic. I think he stole it. You know, Stephanie had so many stuffed what, animals from, on the bed. When he walked in the door, oh, the, where did yeah. he put it? In I that four-hour motorcycle ride. <laughs> it's in, it's in the saddlebags. Maybe he stuffed it in a shirt. Mary Poppins I don't know. saddlebags. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sorry. Um, so the violin music starts. Jesse, uh, he tells Michelle, when I first came here, 
I thought I was just going to move in for a few months just to help out and get on with my life. But you know what? This is my life. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. He puts her back in the crib and asks her for a kiss. Michelle tries to eat his mouth. (laughs) Jesse laughs. The audience laughs. And Jesse tells Michelle he loves her. And that is our show. It ends on a sweet note. Yay, Uncle Jesse's back. He's redeemed himself. And slightly less uh, self-obsessed by the end of the episode. It it took a two-parter, but he finally got it together in the end. It took driving through the freezing cold uh, of Tahoe Mm -hmm. behind a cattle truck uh, (laughs) with, you know, only a light leather jacket because you'd be freezing. Yeah. It's snowing outside and you're wearing and you're on a motorcycle. Oh, it's like freezing. immediately 45 degrees cooler as yeah. you're driving. Like it's the wind yeah. chill so, factor. Yeah. He's oh, lucky yeah. he didn't get pneumonia, really. True. Um, you know. Very so, true. Yeah. No, he, yeah, that, yeah. That could have been disastrous. But um, but no, but know? Jesse's back. He's yeah. realized he's in the right spot. Mm. So thank you. Better moment. I have. And everywhere you look, moment. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me. I have, and it's kind of a deep dive. Ooh, everywhere you look, moment. Ooh, I'm excited about this. Um, oh, I have a couple. I have okay. a couple. Oh, you I have two? Like three. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. This was a big one. Okay. Okay. Um, so the first one that I noticed is that uh, there is the oat boats box in the background. I saw that, yes. In the kitchen. Love that. Prominently a- displayed. I love they just uh-huh. keep putting it oat boats. Like it's like a recurring character back. at this right. point. <laughs> Um, but in the Danny DJ guitar scene, when they're in mm. Steph and DJ's room, mm-hmm. if you look on the back wall, mm-hmm. there is a dog poster, mm. not the puppy, not the golden retriever one. Oh, okay. there is a dog poster of a Sharpay. Oh, oh. Do you remember Sharpays were the dog's that Bob Boyette always used to have. And I seem to remember that's why, like that we had one like as kind of a, you know, he always wanted like a Sharpay something, whatever in the background if he could, but he always had Sharpay puppies. Yeah, that's right. The cute little wrinkly dogs. They were so wrinkly. And so so cute. Um, And he had always had those, uh, but there is a Sharpay puppy poster um, that is uh, sort of a, a, Reminiscent of that, yeah, it's um, like a little tribute him. to Bob. He was, yeah, Bob was one of our uh, executive producers at the time, so oh, that I, I was w- there. I wonder if Bob Boyette and Jeff Franklin fought over what type, of, what breed of dog to bring in as Comet, because Jeff loves golden retrievers, yeah, and Bob Boyette loves Sharpays. So it's like I wonder. I, I want to be a yeah, fly but on I think golden retrievers are probably easier to train. True. I would assume golden are probably pretty. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, very, very. But little. okay, in another. Very important moment. Mm, what in that scene? If you look on in the windowsill, like the little, like where that bench is mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. you will see a pillow person. Oh, oh, sitting on the floor, just the top of it, just the top, DJ's just the eyes person? and the little hair. Oh. But DJ's DJ's pillow person is there, and wow. we have not established it as like a, a thing yet. No, she hasn't her. talked about the pillow person yet, right? Yeah. It's just sort of. In evidence right now. It's just right. placed in the back. Oh, right. I did not notice that. Yeah. Very observant. So those are my uh, those are my everywhere you look Ooh, moments. Love it. I just have I have one. Something that I am and now like you're caught up on the stuffed bear. I am caught up on parrots. Like, okay, there's so many parrots in this house. 
There's the one in the living room in the alcove. Right. There's right. the parrot painting in Joey's bathroom. We've talked right. about that before. Okay. There's a stuffed toucan in Je- in DJ's room in that little alcove right. okay. where the yeah, pillow yeah. person is. Yeah. And there's a light up neon parrot in Jesse's room as well. Why are there so many parrots? Like know, it's right by the jukebox. Were, were parrots of, uh, popular in the I late I don't 80s? know. I mean, the, the set deck was person sort was just of going the, nuts with parrots. Go with the Miami Vice kind of vibe? Which, by the way, when Steph makes the joke about, when DJ asks her about uh, Alvin. who's the best one, uh-huh. Alvin and the I, she shows that poster and I'm like, oh my God, why are they dressed like Don Johnson? And then <laughs> Steph makes the joke about like, let's be real, without Alvin, they're just squirrels dressed up as Don Johnson or whatever. I was like, oh my God. You said it. <laughs> yeah. That was like, such a funny line. I said the joke in my head line. and then it happened. It was, yeah. It was like, <laughs> that was a great delivery. That was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's, yeah. I don't know why there's a fascination with parrots. Okay, so lots of parrots. The mystery of the, the mystery, the mystery of, the of the parrots. Yeah, I gotta know. And then in season seven, there's all, there's a parrot that flies into the house. So the, that's right. I had it on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. So someone in, someone on the writing staff is obsessed with parrots and turtles mm. and bags and all sorts of yeah, <laughs> other things. Stra- all sorts of strange creatures. Mm. Um, mm. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's I'm gonna, it. I'm, that's all right, let's see if we notice any more parrots. Okay. Uh, I'm keeping a tally. Yep. Parrots popping up. Yeah. All right, all right. well. That's all I, I got. I think that's that's all you got? That's, that's all, all I that's got. Our, uh, everywhere you look moments. That's well, it. thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, for part two of the seven-month itch, which if you have a seven-month itch, please go get that looked at. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> If you have a one month itch, please go get that. One. <laughs> yeah, anything over forty eight um, hours, just yeah. go get it. Go <laughs> get it seen. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening again. Make sure that you are uh, rating and subscribing to the podcast so you can get the new episodes when they come out. We have mini sods coming up. We have uh, guests coming up. All kinds mm. of more uh, fun episodes and surprises. So you can also follow us on our Instagram at How Rude Podcast. You can send us an email at howrudepodcast at gmail We'd love to get your questions because we use those for mini sods uh we'd love to be corrected on anything that we've gotten wrong because i'm sure there's plenty <laughs> um and we just love to hear your comments and what you guys are thinking of the show and uh what you would love to hear about in some mini sods mm-hmm. so thanks again for joining us for another week of how rude tanneritos and remember the house is full nope no nope god this is the I world know. is small but the house is full that's there it that's it there go. you go oh, i said <laughs> it with such confidence too going into it i was like the what oh. you got overconfident because you did well last time so you were See? just like i got this and then well, yeah it's okay it's okay that's all right we, we i love it, it. We did it. it's my it's my favorite part of every episode waiting to see how jody messes up the out if my brain just checks out early or not <laughs> yeah <laughs> love it <laughs> see you next time, time. Bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P, Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! 
and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.